All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods has been a Texas family-owned destination for selection and savings since 1962. It's your one-stop shop with literally thousands of wine, spirits, and beers every day at a lower price. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so as we get to the college scene, let me get my question for Bartlett here. Bartlett, can you tell me the last time the Red River Showdown is what we call it, the last time this game has taken place with either team being ranked in the AP Top 25? Oh, easy. 98. Damn, Bartlett. Okay, you you proved your burnt orange to me. Good job, buddy. Good job. Well, damn. All right. Didn't stump him. Didn't stump the Schwab on that one. So you're right, man. 1998. It's a long time. It's a long time. Um, but, hey, it's a robbery game. Oklahoma, I think Texas, last time I checked, they're nine, nine and a half points. That's a lot of points for a robbery game. I mean, I think automatically it's an overreaction for what Oklahoma uh, Sonny Dykes did to OU last week. You know, OU, and again, before I get to Texas, OU alumni and their fan base is really, they're tripping. Because when Brent was hired from Clemson to coach OU, not a writer, not a fan that I heard from OU questioning why are we hiring a defensive-minded coach. Now, another thing that hasn't set well with Norman down there with Brent, because he showed up and he said, hey, we got to do things differently. He goes, we've got to do things differently. We've got to go ahead with the facilities aren't really good enough. But if we're going to win, and people are like, well, what are you talking about, man? We won the Big 12 like four times in a row. We've been to the playoffs. And Brent told I'm not building this to win Big 12 titles. I'm trying to build this to beat Georgia the world, Alabama's of the world. So you have a situation where a guy's coming in that's trying to really change maybe what Oklahoma football has looked like. Now, this is his first coach game in this robbery. This is Sark's second one. I think if you look at it, Texas wide receiver Xavier Worthy, you know, in this matchup last year, he had 261 yards and two touchdowns. You know, so this is going to be a, a key component in coming into this game. Okay, and another question that I have is with e with Ewer, Ewers, Quinn Ewers, right? That's his name, Quinn Ewers. Yep, the mullet. Does he, does he, can he pick up from where he left off at the Alabama game? Because everybody, if you ask Burt Nation, they they were about to, I mean, I had to hear from J-Dub this morning at 8 o'clock, cutting my hair. I'm like, man, why did I pick you on a Friday after Thursday game like this? Just pick my, just cut my damn hairs and get the hell out of here. Um, so he, according to him, J-Dub, oh, man, the Ewers in there, we're going to light y'all's ass up. We're going to win the game. It's like, man, this is damn Colt McCoy talk all over again. Save it. But I want to see, can he pick up from where he left? Now, he's had some time off. I mean, maybe this is the reason why they're catching nine, nine and a half at a neutral site. Because usually the side of these, this damn Texas State Ferris, they've been split right down the middle. One side orange, the other side red. It's at, So I consider that a neutral field. That's a lot of points. 
OU has won three straight matchups in this quote-unquote rivalry and one playoff game, the Big 12 title game a few years ago. So that means they've beaten Texas four times in a row. Sark can't get off to 0-2. I said the same thing about Charlie Starnes. You get, and I said the same thing about, I remember back with uh, Harbaugh with Michigan and Urban. Like you, It comes to a point, you don't want to get down 0-2 or 0-3 in these things because it's hard to catch up. And coaches get fired. Because of rivalry games. Now, I'm on the record, and I'll stick to it. Sark has bought him another two seasons, probably with winning the sweepstakes for Archie. Cost him about damn near 600000 on the weekend to recruit his ass and the other ones, though. That reports came out a few weeks. We never got into that. But make no mistake, I'm just interested to see the quarterback play, does this kid pick up from where he left off against Alabama? I believe you're going to get a better effort from OU than they saw at TCU. I think a little bit of TCU. I'm going to find out about them tomorrow against Kansas. But I feel they a little bit of that was peeking ahead to this game a little bit, peeking ahead. Because TCU, I mean, they put it on them. And Sonny Dykes, I mean, I, I got some numbers for you when we get to TCU and Kansas if we've got time to get to them. But that's going to be interesting. But Sark needs to win this one. 1 800 707 976. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Roof. Roof, you on the sports ground. You're on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone in Austin and Fox South Central in Waco. What's going on? Hey, Calvin. Uh, you know how I feel about you, man. I love the passion you bring, especially when you're talking about your Broncos. Uh, I don't think you sound angry. I like the authority that you put forward, but this is just my opinion. And I'm kind of going to flop all over the place. I'm not going to try to be analytical because I'm not that guy. But I think Denver is a bad fit for Russ. I mean, you know, leaving Seattle, what did he overcome? Jim Zorn? You know, when you walk into Denver now and you see a, uh, Elway's ghost everywhere, I think it's a tough fit, especially when you have a coach that's not doing as well as people thought he would. On another note, when it comes to OU and Texas not being in prime time, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I'm washing coffee cups, and you want me to put the ribs down? I mean, come on, man. We just ate breakfast. And now the analogy I make with this primetime thing, it goes back to the Super Bowl. Why in the hell can't the old guys that control the networks put it on Saturday primetime instead of Sunday at 6 o'clock in the evening? So I'll hang up and listen, Cal. Thanks. All right, Rolf. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, to your first point about Russ, maybe you're right. I mean, you know, because the NFL is a week-to-week in the present moment. I'm sticking to my guns. I, 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 there's no way I could, after going through this with this franchise before and hearing the same type of conversations that resulted into a Super Bowl years ago, there's no way, whether I'm being biased, whether I'm being whatever you want to call it, there's no way I can sit there and tell you that this experiment is not in a fit in Denver it's your opinion I mean to me I think Russ is cut from that cloth no matter how bad I mean I think they hit rock bottom last night I think it only get better but I don't know if it's gonna get that much better but the truth of the matter is is that even if it goes belly up Russ is cut from this cloth you don't accomplish what Russ has accomplished to sit there and go through this and then not have to sit there and say hey you listen to all this you this that you even come back and you find to make it work there is no way that I'm willing to sit there through five games and say this is not even through the first year, not with basically a lot of factors into that, you know, a lot of factors into that, because, again, it just whatever you do with your profession, just imagine if you're doing that for at least 10 years and somebody comes in and says, no, you got to do it this way and you got to learn this way. Being an adult, 
not a child, not not a not a young adult getting ready for the real real world. I'm talking about established in your 30s and 40s. And somebody you've been doing something for 10 years a certain way. Somebody, hey, you got to do a little different. It takes time. But last night, that's wasn't about that. So I don't want y'all to get that mis misconfused. Okay, I'm last night. That's coaching one on one and quarterback one on one. They both supposed to know better. And not I don't care about the overtime. I'm talking about regulation. It never should have been overtime. You're playing. They called that last play like Patrick Mahomes was about to get the ball. Josh Allen was about to get the ball. Aaron Rodgers was about to get the ball. That's how they called that play instead of taking the field goal. The team that they were playing and the quarterback never reached past the 50. And you have a top three defense that just took Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo out of the game for four quarters and you call that play. I'm all for the criticism of Hackett today and Russell because that's not preseason. That's not taking time. That's coaching and quarterbacking one-on-one. Apache quarterback, Pop Warner, Apache Lee. You got a little quarterback that can sit there and tell coach, no, I think we need to take three, coach. Plus, I got homework to do. We got to get out of here. That's how that's how basic that is. Now, to your OU point, Wolf, I've been on the record saying this, and I believe when they come over to the SEC, they're going to have no choice. That game's going to be played in prime time pretty soon. The State Fair and 11 o'clock, not saying they'll ever go back to that. Trust me, when OU and Texas get to the SEC, that game will be played in prime time some years. Mark the tape. When it all goes to this realignment, the TV deals get settled, the people that love this, and I'm a guy that hates change, but people in this region that love taking the family to the fair or it's 11 o'clock or whatever, when you come to the big boy league and it's the SEC and they got these TV network deals and they be selling commercials, they're about the viewership and they don't have a commissioner that got a puppet, a hand up his ass the whole time like they've had in Big 12. They had commissioners in the Big 12, ain't got no spine. That would be in prime time. So you'll get your wish, Roy, but they got to move to the SEC first. But go ahead. I think if Texas wanted that to be in prime time or Oklahoma wanted to do that, that to be in prime time, it would have happened already. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. The, the Big Twelve commissioner, as you, if you want to, you want to play him as weak, would have rolled over to, to those two universities combined. I think that it's just. I think it's it's business beyond the football field. It's business at the state fair, so it's not going to change the location over to Jerry World. And I think that when it, when you talk about the full experience, being able to experience the fair, um, you know the just the timing of everything. Of course, as many fans will allude to, the alcohol consumption. You I know, think, there, there's there's a reason why that, and and it, it is a prime slate. It's a great spot, I think, uh, in, the, in the afternoon, as as the the country can just kind of watch it's all not the at the same time. Though it's not the afternoon. Oh, eleven, it's, it's, 11 it's, is it's, noon. It's, 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 look. If you, if the week, first of all, let me back up. It's a tradition thing. It's not if they wanted to. It's a tradition thing. They're in the, it's a tradition thing. When you come over to the SEC, it's a different world. It's a different world. You get Iron There's still Bowl, traditions you get, in the SEC. But you get the tradition games in prime time. Iron Bowl is played sometimes in the day. Iron Bowl has been played at night. You get a mixture and i'm just telling you i believe eventually when they because first of all we by the time they move it might not even be called the sec it might be called something else college traditions are about to be blown up aren't y'all seeing this 
With, I mean, from the realignment to match of hell, USC is no longer, I mean, UCLA or USC, excuse me, they're leaving the Pac-12. Traditions are changing. That game will be played in prime time. Period. That's my opinion because it needs to be. First of all, if you want to say 11 o'clock afternoon, you've got people, if this is such a big robbery and it goes across the nation, uh, you got transplants of Texas alumni that got jobs and OU alumni that's on the West Coast. That's a nine o'clock start for people on the West Coast. That, that, is, that is beyond, that is a regional, old good old boy network tradition. They're missing out on a lot of more money. And a lot of more views if they put that game. They don't even, that game at worst should be at 230 slot or three. Now, you know, but nine out of 10, they don't ever want to go to SEC. SEC game of the week is usually at 230 Central Standard Time. If you are a OU or Texas alumni living on the West Coast, you got to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning to see that. Stop. 1-800-707-9760. Keeping it moving. Okay. Uh, the next game, TCU, number 17, number 19, Ken. I think this is the game of the week. I've been saying that all. The winner of this game is going to have sole possession of first place in the Big 12. This is the battle of the quarterbacks, okay? If you look at Kansas, he's a junior, Jalen Daniels. He's thrown for 608 yards and three touchdowns and one interception at home. That's his, that's his, that's his stats at home. He's been lights out at home. Now, if you look at Max Duggan, that's a quarterback name there. That's a quarterback NFL, Max Duggan. Okay, that just sounds like a QB name. Max Duggan on the season, he's got 997 yards, 11 touchdowns, zero INTs, and he has a QBR of 90.4. Um, I think the total, I think last time I checked, is set like at 60 at this one. I anticipate some scoring. TCU is favored by seven. Drop down to six and a half in some spots, but probably going to be seven. Um, look, this is 17-19. Um, Kansas has not really been in this position. I think you have to go back. The last time they started 5-0, and oh, I think you have to go back to like 2006 or 7 or something like that. The last time Kansas started that. Uh, you got to give a, a credit to this coach uh, that's taken over. And like I said, I said yesterday, Sonny Dykes has been around the block. I mean, that, that's one thing I do believe. In college football, I said it yesterday, if you missed yesterday's show, it's a little bit different. I think the NFL, the game can pass you by. You can get older, and that's why you see new blood and new coaches coming in, even though they all want to go shotgun in the goal line. Um, in college, if you're an old guy and you can coach college and you coach it before, you can coach college for a while. I mean, look at Bobby Bowden. I mean, look at my man. What was my man's name? Coach in Kansas State. The name is on the stadium. named after his ass. He finally retired. I mean, he retired once and then came back. Snyder, I think his name was. You can coach a long time. Sonny Dykes, I mean, you know, kind of being around and coming to a program like TCU, especially, I mean, I consider Gary Patterson a legend at TCU. You know, even though he's on the sideline with Texas now, but he, he, he built something up pretty nice you know, close to Fort Worth. That's not some easy shoes to fill as well. So that's going to be an interesting game yesterday. I don't know which way I'm leaning on that game. That game, I stayed clear of that one on the foundation. I really don't know. I mean, because Kansas is on a magical season, but I think, you know, if you can go into Norman, regardless if they peeking ahead to the Red River Showdown and you can drop 50-something on them, then you got you got a quarterback and you got an offense. And this might be just maybe a little bit too much for Kansas, but we'll see how it plays out. one 800 707-9760. The next game that I'm interested to see that takes place tomorrow, uh, that's number eight, Tennessee. 
traveling to Death Valley. I think it's a real Death Valley. Clemson, I, I don't know when they start calling it, but, I, you know, me being an SEC guy, I've always considered LSU Death Rally in Baton Rouge, especially at night. But this game's early. I think Tennessee's catching a little break with this game being an 11 o'clock kickoff as well, too, I think, or a high noon. Uh, but look, um, you know, Tennessee's trying to start also. There's a lot of firsts, a lot of people that's trying to remain undefeated. They're trying to get to 5-0 and for the first time since 2016. And Tennessee has been an offensive juggernaut so far early in the season. They lead the SEC. Check this out. They lead the SEC in six different offensive categories. I just need them to leave in one. They have them in six. They lead six different offensive categories. And that tops they top the nation at 559.3 yard, yards per game. 365.8 yards in passing. And they've scored on all 22 trips inside the red zone. I just need one. These guys have been down the red zone 22 times and cashed in. They got a lot of potent power, man. Um, you know, their quarterback, Hendon Hooker, I mean, he's thrown a TD pass in 16 straight games. Tennessee, this game didn't make the foundation picks. We'll get to that here shortly. But that's another game. I think, you know, you look at it, Tennessee's 4-0. They're 1-0 in the SEC. LSU's 4-1, and and they're 2-0 in the SEC. I'll let you know in foundations which way I'm leaning on that one. But you listen to the Sports Grind. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. When we get back, I got one more college game to touch on, and then I want to look at the NFL Sunday card. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great-tasting Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our Mango Margarita, crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports crime. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. I ain't much Jones Casanova. Me and Romeo ain't never been friends. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett's been in the one and twos since R&B Friday, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that Zing Zang makes you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They're good for tailgating, easy to transport, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so uh, we got to zoom through some stuff. We got Mike on hold. We'll get to his phone call here shortly. Still want to touch on this last game, and then on top of that, I'll read some of your comments here online, but then we got to get to foundation picks before we get out of here. Uh, coming back off of a semi-bounce-back week in five and four. Give out a lot of picks last, last week. We'll get back to original, about six with this one, three and three. Uh, the last college game that I'll touch on before uh, we head to the NFL card um, it's going to be Utah, number 11 Utah versus 18, number 18 UCLA. Um, this is a big one, too. Um, you know, um, I said it, I've been saying this for weeks that, you know, Utah was the team that a lot of people thought that was going to have a real legit shot to represent the Pac-12 in the playoffs. Now, I think some people sleeped on how good the transfer portal's been to old Lincoln Riley and USC. Because I'm still waiting. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I, I don't know where I'm at on USC. I think they're legit. I, the one thing I know is their quarterback has matured night and day since he left Norman, since he's over there. I don't know if it's the Cali Sun. You know, I don't know if the scenery's better at USC than it is at Oklahoma, if you know what I mean. Okay, the party's a little jumping more. But he has matured, Okay. Now, I will say Lincoln's still suspect with the two cats he put into the NFL. That's a whole nother show. But I will just tell you that I feel that, you know, I'm going to wait a few more weeks before I see what USC is about. But this is a big one. And if you look at UCLA's wide receiver, Jack Bobo, he's a beast. And he's going to be going up against Clark Phillips, which is the cornerback for Utah. Utah has been well coached for a while. Now, to me, UCLA, this is another game that made the foundation picks. I'll let you know how I feel. But, you know, Chip Kelly, I talked about it yesterday. He's another guy. You know, it was a debacle in Philly. Okay, Matthew knows about that. They remember the Chip Kelly years. It was horrible. But, you know, one thing this dude can do in college is he can find a way very silently get a winning ball club. He's undefeated. Utah's got one loss. They're pretty much undefeated in the Pac-12. But, you know, the winner of this was going to have some inside track. But I think USC has got some people because it was a lot of Utah love. A lot of Utah love in the offseason for the Pac-12. But I think UFC, USC, excuse me, and the transfer portal has been real good uh, to Mr. Lincoln Riley. 1-800-707-9760. All right, switching gears to the NFL this weekend. The Dallas Cowboys travel to L.A. to take on the Rams. 
Okay, they're riding a three-game winning streak with Cooper Rush. Pretty sure with this line, Dak is not playing. This is another game that made the foundation bigs. Okay, um, I will tell you this. The Rams are going to play a lot better than they did against the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, he just he owns McVay. He's only lost to him one time, and again, one time it counted in the NFC Championship game last year. And the regular season, he's beat him like six straight games. Kellen Moore is not Kyle Shanahan. And I think also it's one of those situations, matchups and style make fight. Now, the Rams got some offensive line issues, like a lot of other teams, but they, they're, they're banged up on the line. The criticism I have with the Rams is I think that, that Big Vay and – Stafford are too in love with Cooper Cup. I know fantasy owners that own him love it, but at the end of the day, where's Allen Robinson? Like I said, as a society, we pick and choose who we want to pocket watch when it comes to performance. Allen Robinson, if I'm not mistaken, he got the wide receiver jump off party going. I think he got his money for it, but Vontae Adams did. No show. And I understand he don't, and he's in a tough spot because these are the defending champs. You just can't come in the locker room and start stepping on, uh, stepping on feet and stuff. You just can't do that. And he just showed up, and it's hard to say, hey, man, give me, you can't go Keyshawn, throw me damn ball. They got to get him going. Cooper Cup, you know, two teams that opened the season in week one have fallen into almost being one-dimensional. The Rams rely too much on Cooper Cup because you have to think if Diggs or whoever, you know, Dan Quinn, whatever scheme he's got for Cooper Cup, if they take him out of the game, which a lot of people, like Ty said, everybody got a game plan to get punched in the mouth. There hasn't been one that really takes Cooper Cup out. It's just the way they draw him open. So I doubt it, doubt it Dallas is going to be able to really take him out of the game. The only way they're taking him out of the game is Stafford ass is picking his ass up off the turf every day and play because the D-line is getting past that offensive line. But I will tell you that it would be who else can step up. They're one dimension. The other team I speak of is the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, they're my Super Bowl pick. They're the AFC pick. He accounts for so – there's a stat running around or something that's going viral. He is accounted for pretty much all – a lot of their touchdowns. I've told you for the last few years, they need a running game if they're going to go to where they're going to get. A lot of people think there was no Von Miller, the reason why they couldn't get out of Arrowhead alive. Maybe a, a lack of a pass rush could have got to Mahomes, but you know what else would have got you out of there? A good running game to run the clock out, to keep Patrick off the field. Those are two teams that are open the season that are still one-dimensional. Great, Good teams, though. I'm not ready to throw dirt on the Rams just yet. This is They're not as good as they were last year. But at the end of the day, they're champions. And I think they've got enough time to figure this out. It is, it's probably going to get ugly. Their division is still going to be tough. they got to play, you know, 49ers again. They kind of know how they go. I don't know. We still don't know what Arizona's going to be. They've got undefeated Philly coming in. But back to Dallas. This should be a borderline home game for Dallas. They, they, you know, they have camp out there. They take a lot of they, – there's a lot of fans that show up all the time. They go play L.A. This should be a borderline home game for the Dallas Cowboys. And you have Philly waiting on you. Now, Philly's going to the big toaster. They're a five-point favorite. And I saw the press conference the other day with Jalen Hurts when he kind of got upset with one of the media people because they were talking about the struggles of Arizona in this game. He said, hey – I don't hear none. They are a good football team. We watch a film. I don't know if you watch. I'm like, you know what? That's Nick talking. Look at Nick Saban up there talking. 
Jalen, I mean, when you go through that program, you programmed a certain way to be like, hey, this is the moment. We're going to respect our opponent. You didn't get that from Norman. That was Nick talking in that press conference. MVP discussions, it's out there for Jalen Hurts. They're the last team undefeated. Their defense leads all defense in sacks. Arizona is still one of those teams that I feel like I'm going to turn on the TV on Sunday and they're going to flip this. They're going to, the second half they do, they're going to flip the switch. Normally this would be a game competitive. I stayed away from it. Going to stay away from it because I don't know what Arizona team. All I know is that they're booty juice in the first half also. They're lights out in the second half. But in the front, and with, with the Philadelphia Eagles, you got to get off to a good start. Jacksonville did it, but they gave up 20 unanswered points in the second quarter last season. I mean, last week. That's another one. But the Dallas game is going to come down to, again, they're in a rhythm with Cooper Rush. I'm to the point now, let them get 100%, bring them back when they drop one. Because uh, I still think Dak, that's a tough game to come back against Philly. But if you're ready to go, you got and you might, who knows? But are you catching Philly off their first loss? Or are you coming to that game where they still got a goose egg and undefeated? 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone in Fox South Central Texas and Waco. What's going on? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the Denver Bronco game last night, man. Hey, I'm hearing a lot of bad things about uh, Russell Wilson, man, but Russell Wilson is not the problem. Uh, these, these people, man, they, they really ought to be ashamed of themselves. But we, we live in a society now where you have to have instant results. People, for some reason, these people came out. I told you this yesterday. Russell Wilson is going into a new team. He's going into a new with new players, a new coach, a new coordinator. They, Russell Wilson is not going to come out throwing 300 yards the ball game, uh, coming into a new system. Why, why these people can't figure that out, it, it amazes me. Uh, you can't, and, and that goes with, that would go with Tom Brady. That would go for Aaron Rodgers or any other top-tier quarterback in the NFL. You can't switch teams and go into new coordinators and expect the guy to start throwing for 300 yards. By the end of the season, I promise you, Russell Wilson will be a different quarterback and the Denver, Denver Broncos will make will look a lot better than what you've seen last night. You have to get – people have to give this team a chance. You know, maybe the coach is, is, is outdated. Maybe the coach is – you know, he's a young – a new coach – but like I say, I'm saying, give these, they only play four or five games. Give Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos a chance to show improvement before people are already talking about it's one of the worst trades in NFL history. Ought to be ashamed of themselves for saying something like that. And I thank you for taking my call today. Um, yeah, I'm not one of those people that subscribe to the go that quick. I know Rolf had an opinion to say it doesn't fit in five games. Like I said, I swear, I remember like yesterday, same conversations with Peyton. But with that said, Last night, Mike, I don't have a problem with the criticism both of them are getting, the coach and Russ. I will defend them when it's time to defend them and criticize when I think it's justified. It's justified. Last night had nothing to do with lack of continuity, of not being together or give them some time. That was coaching and quarterback 101. They both are the blame for last night. Can't say that about too much about Seattle. Besides the clock management and the field goal decision. Can't say that too much about the loss in the Raiders. We know what turned that game around. Last night is a game that you can look at those two individuals and say, you know what? Defense was fighting their ass off, getting banged up, and you two got too cute. That play call 
they treated that like that was going to erase all the empty trips to the red zone in the first three weeks of the season, first four weeks. That's what that was about. They were caught up in like, hey, we're down here again, man. We don't want to answer these questions. Not knowing, look, we're up. The defense is doing that. Kick the field goal. And again, I've said this before. The last thing I say about that, you want to talk about somebody's overrated, and that's the kicker they got in Denver. I'm tired of Brandon McManus. I mean, yeah, the guy made a special team pick. This guy elevated. He's overrated. You want to talk about somebody that's Brandon McManus, and he and he's a you want we want a pocket watch. Go look at where he ranks in salaries with kickers. He ain't making minimum wage. He's a front runner. Oh, he can kick them at home 60, 65 yards, and hey, they're up by 10. They're up by, but when it's close, I don't care if it's an extra point, a 30 field goal shot, if it's close or whatever, he's overrated. No Jason Elam, he'll never be. Keeping it moving, Miami, another game we're about to get to in the foundation picks. Hey, Dolphin said the other day, Mike McDaniel said, hey, the outside pressure and the noise ain't going to have a, a decision on Tua. We come to find out this morning, Tua ain't even making the trip. He ain't even on the plane to New York. I doubt it. We see two of, we probably won't see two in another two weeks. They're going to take on the Jets. I'm really eager to see what Zach Wilson is going to do. I've got the Jets winning this game. I got them winning it. I, I, Tyreek, you know, Tyreek Hill's up in question. I don't know if he's playing. I don't know what he's dealing with, but I know he's questionable. I like Teddy Bridgewater. But Teddy Bridgewater, I do believe there is a little bit of drop, drop off the way this team is designed to around Tua. And I believe the Jets are primed to really maybe take that turn to find out how to win. They got Zach back. The guy that was knocking down them Krugers in the offseason. I'll holler at your mama too. You know? Mama got ass too. That's Friday, right? Yeah. You seen that one, Jonas? I've seen Friday. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, my goodness. It's been a minute, and, but I've seen it. Okay. Jeez. You're going to ruin my whole weekend. Uh, but th that's going to be an interesting with the Jets. Another one. What you got before we go on? Well, just really quick on the, the injury report, what yeah. you're dealing with in Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyreek Hill with a quad, Jalen Waddle with a groin injury, and Xavier Holler Howard with a groin injury. Hmm. But they all practice today. Okay. That's going to be a dogfight in MetLife. It's a division game. That's going to be a dogfight. Uh, I believe uh, another one we talked about the picket era starting look I stayed away that little little free one for you they got Buffalo favored by 14 or 14 and a half in Buffalo I understand this is a rookie quarterback arguably making his first start I understand Pittsburgh also has an offense that's been kind of anemic it's hard to cover a number like that in the NFL this you you can do that on Saturdays, when it's the Lord's Day on Sunday. It's hard. That's a big spread, man. Wouldn't touch it because it's not my principle. I don't do that. But if you're into things like that, they beat you on that one. Just shake your hand. That's a lot of points. And I just talked about. It. I think Buffalo. It's amazing to me that they can't get a running game going. I thought they answered it when they drafted Cook out of Georgia. He don't even look like the running back from Georgia. He looked like a running back from Georgia Southern. Nothing wrong with them running backs either, but he don't look like the guy from Georgia. That's a lot of points. I think a Mike Tomlin team is going to go in a hostile environment, and I think everybody's going to be elevated with this kid, with you know, putting some moxie behind that and some juice behind it. Other than that, there's really not too many other NFL games this weekend. I mean, you got, um, you know, Green Band Giants. 
People still asking how the Giants are 3-1. and one. You know, how did they become 3-1? and one? You got that going on. Um, they got Green Bay. What about Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers? Well, my, my time left playing depends on these young receivers. What? You really said that? It's time to air. I'm ready to air it out. But he said his future relies on these young receivers. What an ass. This guy has no shame. No shame. And last but not He's least, before, like, well, I mean, what does that mean? Like, oh, if they don't develop the fast, Aaron ain't playing but another two years anyway. I told y'all that before the contract. We won't talk about Russ. Aaron's ass is going to leave them in cap hell. He ain't playing past two. You want to get to big Hollywood. Why would you even make that comment now? You're trying to go ahead and take steps to get going. And y'all noticed the one game I didn't even touch to because we've got to go ahead and get to the foundation picks. Oh, yeah, Texas a and playing Alabama. Didn't even touch on that because to me, this comes down. Is Bryce Young going to play? That number is 24. If Bryce Young doesn't play, I believe the kid that comes behind him, I don't know if he's really ready or not. But I haven't heard anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't play. Jimbo, we're going to see what the tape says afterwards with all the talk. All right, real quick to the foundation picks before we get out of here. I'm uh, going to give you in college. I think we went five and four last week. <clears throat> These will be out tomorrow on social media. I'll share them in the morning. It was five, four, and one. You had 10 five, games four, and one. Week. Okay, okay. Well, we got six. Let's start with college. Tennessee's catching two and a half going into LSU at 11 o'clock. Too much offense for Tennessee. I don't, LSU plays hard. I just, and I like Daniels, their quarterback. This is not the team Brian Kelly's going to ultimately have. He's still going to be retooling this thing. I like Tennessee to keep it going on the road with a uh, SEC win. Notre Dame didn't really touch on this one. This is my theory. BYU's ranked like 15th or 17th still in the AP, somewhere around there. Okay. Notre Dame's not ranked. They're playing this game in a neutral field as well, too. That tells you that Notre Dame's favorite, always go with the desert. Notre Dame minus three and a half over BYU and UCLA plus three and a half at Utah. I like you. If you're catching UCLA, an undefeated team at home in Utah, get that hook. Three and a half. I like UCLA and NFL real quick. Jets plus three versus Miami. That's 11 o'clock start. I don't know if Tyreek's playing or not. I like the Jets plus three. The Rams. Minus five over Dallas. I like the Rams to bounce back. Should be it could be a good game, close game. Would I be shocked if Dallas wins this? No. But I think the Rams are going to play a little bit better, and I think they can expose and get to the secondary. And I don't believe after a performance like the 49ers against that secondary, I think McVay will find some holes in this one. And I got the Rams minus five. The Chargers, their favorite two and a half on the road in Cleveland. Why mess with the two and a half? On a short number like that, take the money line. Minus 135. The charges on the road. I think ribs should start to be healing a little bit. You know, Miles Garrett is supposed to be back from his car wreck a week ago. But I like charges on the road. And last but not least, San Francisco and the Panthers. The total is 39. Under 39. Not going to be much scoring in that one. I don't believe even if, the, even if they blaze it up, I don't see Baker getting well against the 49ers defense. I like the total of 39. I'll share those tomorrow on social media. That is a wrap for today and the week. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett spending the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, Waco, Temple, Colleen. When that alarm goes off Monday morning, before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See y'all Monday.